I'm Mike Peters. I'm Dan Warfit. And, and this, this is Top, top con- Content. content. Uh, there we go. Television. Yeah, there you no go. Future. Right, we've, we've, sat, we've settled that now. Can we can we turn to a, f- a plan to fix politics? Well, no. I'm I'm installing Stupid Ricky Gervais question. as the leader of the Liberal Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Sir Ed, uh, replacing Sir Ed Divi. I mean, Davy. No. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've just there's a, there's a couple of things. Obviously, last week you said you know we had issues with the video, and you had to um, we had to do interesting teases for the for the episodes of HRH, which is one of the few roles that can actually use that title now. The Duchess of Cambridge playing, <laughs> playing the various, piano. playing the piano. And that was a great idea of yours, ex- executed <laughs> beautifully by me. Beautifully, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll serve them up, you knock them out of the park. There's again another two this week that have cropped up to me, you know, because the interview obviously went when uh, Boris emerged from isolation and did the interview with Beth Rigby of Sky. Beth, and Beth, he, 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 Beth. Beth. Rigby of Sky, and I'm thinking you've been you've been there for in for a week. Yeah, he does it in a mask now, again, and comes up with this this defence of so well, you can't nobody see grin. Right, two things occurred to me at this point that you could. I'm thinking this is absolutely ripe for a parody. You've got him there for a minute and a half of footage of him going, blah, 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 blah. and I'm thinking dub you it. could dub, dub anything it. you dub it. anything yeah. you fucking want over that. So I might immediately thinking that's about a minute and twenty seven. I, w- I wonder what clip that we might think of that might be quite good for on that. What is the charge? Eating a meal, a succulent Chinese meal. But the whole thing. Yeah. But the, but the other thing was that it smacked of. You know the episode of The Simpsons, the I didn't do it episode where Bart becomes the I didn't do it kid. Yeah, it's like his fifteen minutes yeah. of fame. That is the defence that he's come up with. He sat there for a week in his pants. And his dressing gown, eating Golden Grahams, or Golden Graham Brady's in this case, and watching The Simpsons reruns on Disney, Disney Plus, Plus yeah. binge, binge watching it. And that's the best defence he could come up with as to the re- the rationale for, well, I, 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 nobody talked. It is straight up, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Somebody else. That's the best thing you can come up with. But with your people like uh, your Paul Brands at the Vanguard, whoever's telling him to say this stuff now, we know he's lied. We know there's been parties. But for him then to go, I didn't know what the rules were. You fucking set the rules. So you know well, what the rules were. The email came out from Dominic Cummings or whatever last night that has then said... 20,000 words long, yeah, I imagine. You, <laughs> just a blog. Just a blog. War and Peace, the blog. It came out that he got warned by the chief of staff or whatever. There's parties happening. Don't go to them. So you can't even say... He didn't know about them or he wasn't warned about them now. He is lying every single day. And things coming out like in Private Eye about the Queen was told that she could have more than 30 people at the funeral of Prince Philip. And the palace said, no, we have to adhere by the the harsh rules you've set to set an example to the rest of the country. So when the Queen is keeping to the rules... Of the fucking country she ultimately owns. Well, again, and, 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 and the Tories yeah. and the Home Office are having parties, and Pretty Patel is saying, "Well, it's very clear that we need to crack down." I'm, I'm, I, I understand the drip feeding of this because it makes great telly, but it doesn't really help our political discourse when you have the manager 
in charge of the number one department, 10 Downing Street, the prime minister, not knowing or actually completely knowing about what's happening in his department and then not taking responsibility for it. This is not even a question for Boris now, whether he knew, whether he was there, whether he knew it was a party. He's still the boss of that department. He has to accept that the failings of that department happened under his watch. Therefore, he has to go. And this is what we've talked about since year dot on this podcast, in that you have to take responsibility of the actions that you're leading, of your your department. If you don't, there is no point in having politics. And this is the problem now. I would say, but what you're saying is is bent. Boris should go. What you're saying is absolutely spot on. But... This is all based on the now fanciful notion that any of these people have even merest hint of humility or acceptance of any personal responsibility. And that has been proven time and time and time again that they don't. What I would say about the whole drip feeding it in in, in sort of just constant thing. If you cast your mind back to those halcyon days of May 2020 where Dominic Cummings had gone to Barnard Castle and the absolute rhetoric that came out of Downing Street after that was basically we can blow through this. It's a three-day story that eventually... But we now um, know why that was blown up so big because they thought if we get rid of the sacrificial cow, all other things that will happen, we can just say we've already made sure that they'll never happen again. All of these events happened before that. Yes, The Rose Garden speech was... After, yes, but they thought they could get away with it. So because eventually they said, "Oh, basically, the Joe Q public doesn't care," and to an extent, they were probably right in yeah. so much as they were able to get away with it because eventually it went away. Now that you know the the political class in this country, you know people in in the media with a, with a keen interest on in this said it's not going away. It's 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 there. It's it's. You know, it has happened, and he should he should have resigned. But eventually, we moved on to other things. This is different because this has been quite cleverly drip fed over a period of of now weeks, several months, weeks. We're months. getting on for two months. Yeah. yeah, this particular aspect of it, and it's not just one incident; it's a whole plethora of of, of incidents and breaches and all the rest of it. And it's like what they've done, what we've done is is they've lobbed Boris Johnson into a, a facially an open grave. And then every time he starts to just starts to gain a foothold to enable or what in his own head anyway, to think to be able to climb himself out of said open grave, somebody comes along with a massive shovel and smacks him on the fingers. Ow, 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 ow. He falls down again or they chop off his hand or, you know, he gets his foot stuck in a weed that's, that's grown up from underneath him and it pulls him back down. So there's just no way for him to escape this thing that is this thing that is going to bury him because and every time suddenly instead of having just one person there everything goes, no you're not getting out there's now an absolute avalanche of people stood around the top of the grave pissing into yeah. the grave yeah and, and, the and is getting saying, you are never get never going to get out of this there's no chance mate you can you can scramble and scramble and scrape and try to cling on with the, with your dirty fingernails as best you can but ultimately mate that That's going to bury you. And that's the way it's going. MPs suddenly turning around and, you know, starting to write letters of no confidence to to uh, Sir Graham Brady, the 1922 committee. Then you have, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Dr. Christian from Thingamajig. Now, uh, what is his name? Christian Wakeford, in it? Who's defected across the aisle to to bury 
<laughs> and and, and it's, been, it's come out that they, they've threatened to basically change the boundaries, gerrymander, bury south off the map. So the next election. I th- yeah, they, they threatened to, we're going to change yeah, the borders. You're not even going to exist. But, yeah, but, mate, well, that's, but that's that's yeah. know, at least two and a half years down the track. Because I realised when we were talking about this last week and I said we've got another two years of this. We haven't. No. Potentially, we've got nearly three. three. Uh, because it'll be December 2024, the next election, there is, there is a, a There's a, a murky transparency to all of this as well. You know, it's like, it's like the frosted glass of a bathroom window in that we're not really... <laughs> We're not really seeing the machinations and the Machiavellian traits that everybody's doing, but we yeah. know they're existing. So Dominic yeah. Cummings has literally kept the receipts of everything. This man notarizes he, he everything. He knows where all the dead bodies yeah. and the dead cats, in this case, are buried. You can see people like Rishi Sunak saying, well, we know what the ministerial code is, but I, I trust what the PM is saying he believes is true. Rishi, you've you know basically what? kicked your own prime minister up the arse there by going, well, this Sue Gray what? investigation is going to come out. It doesn't have to hold anybody to account. With every other investigation that the government have released, it still has to be approved by number 10. The fact that the Metropolitan Police aren't investigating a crime because it happened in the past. But then on the same level, we're now seeing drip feeds every day of people who've been arrested and fined between 100 and £10,000 for going onto allotments and the police were at allotments arresting people and the police have said in their fining and taking people to court for breaking code rules it doesn't matter if you weren't aware of other people being at that ignorance is not a defense and then you've got (laughs) boris coming out going i didn't know what the rules were you set them but ignorance is not a defense but then if you you read them out on national television if the police aren't even investigating you anyway there's it's this murky transparency. I have, on, on, on a previous episode of Top Content, I think I said, you know what? Let the Tories model through this mess. They've got to sort out post-COVID. They've got to sort out Brexit, which is going to be a f***ing bombshell when that's going to be the focus of everything. We've got an increasingly totalitarian fascist home office basically wanting Royal Navy warships to torpedo dinghies in the English Channel. I laugh out of, out of fear, not through humour. Yeah, I, I I said you know the Tories can fucking clean this mess up. I don't mm. want that anymore. I've completely changed my mind. We need change. When Boris goes, every other shyster needs to go now because every Tory, whether they send a letter to the 1922 committee or not, whether they send letters to Graham Brady, they're all complicit in this because they have all backed a horse and they're now protecting their own jobs rather than protecting their constituents. The, the lad from Bury uh, walking the floor means nothing at the moment. It's actually damaging to Labour because this guy voted for everything that the Tories stood for. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good look. I keep having this dream, and it's quite a sexual dream, in that the Queen... Things that Martin Luther King never said, number one. <laughs> I have a sexual dream. <laughs> the dream is the Queen, in her rightful state, and I don't like... The monarchy, I don't think it should exist. But we have a mo- uh, constitutional monarchy. I want her to just go, I've had enough. I've had enough of Boris. It's now been proven he's lied to me. Yeah. My husband was buried with no f***er at the funeral, which yeah. saved on catering. I want her to dissolve Parliament and just go, this is my constitutional right as head of state. And this happens all the time in Europe with lesser democracies. I'm dissolving Parliament. 
Uh, I'm not calling for a general election. I'm calling for a government of national unity. We've heard this phrase uh, a few years ago when the whole proroguing happened. And yes, yes. She installs Kia. She installs Davy. She installs Sturgeon of the SNP. She installs whoever's in charge of Plaid Cymru. She goes to... Uh, still the Ann Wood? Is it still yeah. the Ann Wood? Um, she goes to Ulster's. She goes to the Sinn Féin's and she goes, government of national unity. The Tories cannot be trusted. Even within their own ranks, they cannot be trusted. No. They prorogued Parliament. They've broken yep. all these rules. And she goes, government of national unity gets put in for a term. Democracy is suspended for five years. And <laughs> Has it not been already? Have I yeah. been, have I, but, no. and, and then she goes, and on that, when I die, the monarchy goes with it. And we have to set in a new process now. Houses of Westminster get turned into a big fucking museum. Everything yeah. gets moved up to Leicester. Job done. Britain forges a brand new path of fairness, equality and equity between men and women, mm. people of all races. A, a new Britain, a new future. I'll find some appropriate music at this point. Hang on. Uh, national that anthem. That's the new national anthem. It's the new Close national enough. anthem. Yeah, yeah that's, that'll do. Oomph. Yeah. Oomph. Yeah. There you go. It's that easy, isn't uh, it? What, what I what I, I noticed that at PMQs that Rishi Sunak had, had reappeared and was um, Pondy right was hand there. side. Yeah, he was sat there. Well, passed, well, he passed the Duchy of Lancaster on his left hand side. As you, Michael, go yeah. Where Michael, go well, on, Pondy so, left hand side of Boris was James Cleverly. Oh, gee, <laughs> that, that man is a fucking dunder. He's in a, yeah. So there was him. Um, him, yeah. Pretty Patel, Damn! yeah, Pretty Patel, that, that next to him, and Saji Javid sat next to her, and you could see almost the sort of the Machiavellian glee. I'm thinking the, these are the prime ministers in waiting. Well, oh, well, it's going to be one of those. They've those all got three. their right hand out like this, and they've all got the left hand behind their back with a with a dagger. Ah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And that's what you do if you if you get in front of if you cut in front of a uh, pretty battalion line at the uh, Home Office canteen. And, she will do that to you. And you had David but, Davis you know, tried to be Sir Jeffrey Howe badly. Oh, that was fa- that was fantastic. A man with absolutely no conscience whatsoever. One of the most inept blokes ever to of, of someone eked out a, a political career. Now trying to be the voice of of sort of. Not even reason of conscience at the back bench going, go now. And then Boris turned around to him and didn't know the quote that it was. No. And it was, and that was, that was, was that Churchill to, to, to no, Neville Chamberlain? Was, uh, or to Stanley Baldwin? Ashby to Chamberlain, wasn't it? Right. But, but Boris should have been, been aware of that as a been aware of that, being the great uh, Churchillian scholar that he is. Uh, yeah. Don't I'm forget, like, David Davis you, is part of the territorial you, SAS. Yeah. He was the bloke that resigned over Theresa May's Brexit deal at Chequers back in March of. 2019 and was promptly followed out the door the following day because he didn't want to have David Davis steal his thunder by none other than Boris Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the three of them are, are sort of sat there. And I do think now, because I watched Sajid Javid clips of him, he's done the morning interview around this morning to say, oh, you know, easing restrictions, blah, 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 blah. But the easing restrictions wonder- shouldn't be happening. There's still bleak cases, there's still bleak numbers being hospitalized. Yes. Even with Omicron, the, the mild can, 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 I, can, I, can I just finish my point? Sorry. The, 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 this is, the, let, let, let me be clear about this. Let me be clear about this. Michael Peters. <laughs> you do think that 
or I have this vision in my head of every time that the phone rings and you're the person that's going on the morning interview round, it's the equivalent at the moment of getting the phone call to say you're opening the batting for England. It's the same. It's, it's you're just thinking, oh, shit. I want I want to be high profile, but I really don't want this job right now because it's just an absolute. I'm I'm being I'm a lamb to the slaughter. I am cannon fodder for the Mitchell Stark slash Scott Bolands and you know Cameron Greens of this world. You know Pat Cummins of this world. You know the, the Dan Walker and Sally Nugent, Kay Burley, Hazel Irvine, Susanna Susanna Reid. Um, they are they are the equivalent of going into face the Australian fast bowling attack at the minute well who, whoever Shit. opens the door and, and they're being sent in without a bat as no. well which is even more hilarious or pads who, whoever's opening the door at television center for good morning britain or whoever's opening the door at new broadcasting house for <laughs> for today is basically the modern day peer point just you know <laughs> <laughs> making making a massive swathing arm movement pulling the lever <laughs> and the floor <laughs> falling beneath the gallows yeah, and it's the Tories by their action or inaction, whether or not the nineteen twenty two committee gets fifty four letters or not, their inaction and actions have shown that every single one of their fucking MPs does not deserve oxygen. And well, that sounds I, really, I, really harsh, considering an MP has been murdered recently. Uh, I don't mean to sound so harsh yeah. as that. Do you know? But none do you know, of them I, deserve the the votes that they have. Well, I, I don't. I mean, I think this is all academic because I don't think a meeting of the 1922 committee will take place because they will manage to trip over their own mouths at this point and say, "Well, actually, no, we can't have that many people in one room because it will break COVID restrictions." In a, in a fantastic moment of self ownership, there. And go, oh. But all the, all the shit that we keep hearing after every PMQs and Boris Johnson was found in the tea room bawling his eyes out. The, the metrics, or the optics, sorry. The optics don't look good. <laughs> Him bawling his eyes out to fellow members of the party that they've fallen into this Boris Trump-like cult. And then saying, oh, it happened in the tea room. Fucking read. He's like Michael Caine at the end of The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I'm sorry. I failed you. I'm sorry, that, Master Bruce. Even though he knows it that he's still alive. Spoilers. Yeah. I failed you, but I'll, I'll, I'll somehow roll out and get another quarter of a million pounds a year gig with, uh, with, with the Daily Telegraph. They'll repay as a columnist, and I'll be a mouth for hire. I'll appear on Jeremy Vine. And uh, with us this morning on the show, uh, there's Storm Huntley over there, uh, is uh, is Boris Johnson. How's it? Boris Johnson will probably get the lunchtime gig once Jeremy Vine leaves BBC Radio Two. They'll pour, they'll they'll pair Johnson with Vanessa, <laughs> Boris and Vanessa. <laughs> Fuck it, uh, bring two, back two two blonde tosses on the <laughs> Barbie Brubies, two blonde tosses. Yeah, great. Well, that's it. You know, they'll bring back Good Morning with Nick and Anne, but Good Morning well, be, well, with got, be, Vanessa and Boris. Well, it'd be Good Morning with Anne and Dick, wouldn't it, then, on that basis? <laughs> oh, live from the mailbox, Boris and Vanessa. <laughs> Males? I don't want any, I want females here in this box. It's... Now we're going to have a, a lovely segment on Wiffwaff. I don't want. I don't want to. He can um, zip wire. He can zip wire in on the opening credits. I, I. I don't want to make a blithe, pithy comparison, but don't you? I do. Go on. 
a woman was confronted by a man with a warrant card. Yeah. And told that she shouldn't be out on the streets because he was breaking COVID rules. She was then taken in that car, raped and murdered by a member of the yeah. Metropolitan Police because she trusted the police and she yeah. stuck to COVID rules. Mm. A government breaking COVID rules with evidence coming every single day is not being investigated. And mm. the people who installed those rules upon a nation for its supposed protection didn't even understand the rules that they were imposing for those protections. And now those protections that came far too little, far too late, like wearing masks, are now being lifted to save the career of a political shyster. Is nobody getting sick in the UK yet? Why isn't there, not revolution, yes. but revulsion? Yes. Why aren't people sick of it? Yes, I, I, I genuinely think that the, the, the complete fury is bubbling away under the service and it's getting... It's it's like watching. So last night we we, we cooked and, and it's a weird comparison, but we put the rice in, in the not rice in, as in the the, the toxin. Yeah, I don't mean the, that. The, the put the rice in the pan. Yeah. yeah, rice in the pan. Basmati rice. And you put it in cold water, and you boil. You put turn the turn the heat on, and you wait till it boils, and then you turn it down again. And it's, it's like watching. It's like watching, the rice get to the point where it's boiling. It's like watching. You can gradually see. You know, a little bit of steam coming out, blah, 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 blah. But I genuinely think we've got to that point now where we've hit the point where it's like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to turn the heat down. Otherwise, it's going to blow the top off it. Something's going to have to give. Something is going to have to be done to turn, take the heat out of this situation. It, it's like that. And there is there is only one option. I, I just, I don't see, I, I just cannot, cannot see most conservative MPs must be thinking... How on earth does he survive this? And if he does, we will all be tainted by association. I mean, we should anyway. I want them to be all tainted by association. And, and it will absolutely destroy us. Absolutely, de completely destroy the, 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 the Conservative parliamentary, I was going to say party, work event. Um, <laughs> as it, the Conservative work event. Work event. Uh, that's, that's, As it is. that's probably Boris's next defence. We're, we're called political parties and we, we work lots of long hours. And who, who hasn't sent a, a, a member of staff out with a suitcase to, to Threshers to load it up with bottles of Jacob's Creek? <laughs> but, the, but that's it. I mean, the, the, one of the lines of defence that was put forward at the end of last week by um, Jacob rees <laughs> Was that was that, that it had to be looked at as part of this inquiry by Sue Gray, who's the most famous person I think in Britain that we've never actually seen. She's very much like Prince Andrew in that way. Didn't she write the Adrian? We know, we know, we know she exists. We know she exists. She's there somewhere, but we don't quite know where she's at any given moment. If if Sue Gray falls down in a forest, can we hear <laughs> Sue Gray's uh, investigation? <laughs> but. He, he put forward this this notion that, well, as part of this, we have to look at whether the rules at the time were proportionate. And that must be, which is the current of saying, well, we knew that we broke the rules, but we, you know, but I didn't, it shouldn't have. I mean, it's like, 
Well, I stole your car, yeah. But to be fair, you shouldn't have left the keys in such an easily gettable place in your in your hall. If you put them somewhere else, I wouldn't have been able to break into the bloody car, yeah. drive it around Granted, and crash it. I broke into your house first, but again, you shouldn't yeah. leave your car keys right next to the front door. So the front door, you shouldn't have the you shouldn't have the car on the on the drive of the house because otherwise, I wouldn't have broken into the house, would it's, I? It's and not it's my like, fault that your daughter and pets are so easily killed before yeah. I could get to those keys. It's yeah. in fact your dead kid and dog in front of my feet were an actual obstacle for me to get the car keys to then steal your car. Yeah, and I, that line didn't last very long, I noticed, as a, as a, as a method of defence. And thinking, But who, which member of the Brain Trust thought that that might be a even remotely feasible defence to come up with in the, in the first instance? It's just like, I'm thinking, it's so, it's so pathetic. It's a, and this is the thing I said about, you know, that half the anger, I think, from people comes with, comes from, politicians is not being in any way it's it's so ingrained within them it runs through them like a stick of rock that they can't begin to think listen made a mistake here we're really sorry we've done something terrible and we absolutely should be punished faith consequences and people i think are genuinely quite forgiving would say do you know what they've admitted they made a mistake we all make mistakes we're all human beings you know there are mistakes that are far bigger and have far greater consequences than others and require far greater punishment. But people who make small mistakes are going to be... But when you try and... And I've probably said use these words on this podcast in exactly this manner before, is that when you try and obfuscate and, and muddy the waters and, and bloviate and try and somehow find this ridiculously re- sort of reverse intuition sort of narrative to say, well, yeah, but it was perfectly justified and this is why I did it, because therefore we should just all oh, move on, move on, move on. You're actually making this a ten hundred, you know, ten hundred million times worse for yourself because you won't just come out and say, "Got it wrong. Sorry, shouldn't have done that. Absolutely wrong. I am ultimately responsible for this because this is the position that I am in, a position of responsibility I am in. Therefore, yep, I've got to carry the camp for that." But they can't do it. It's like, and actually, therefore, the idea that you know it can completely blow them all out of the water, and you might get a new generation of of conservative members of parliament who have some level of conscience coming through and who actually represent the conservative movement. Well, that's why Ken Clark's gone. He ha- yeah. he went ultimately because he couldn't abide the brand that was being shoved down people's throats. You, you, can, dis- you can disagree, and that's the thing, is that you can disagree with conservative policies. You can disagree with Labour policies, Liberal Democrat policies. That's the thing. But when when it's so endemic within the structure, within the manner, within the the, the sort of the ideological positions that that they've taken, honesty ceases ceases to exist. Is left at the door. You know, it's like leaving your bag in in a, in a locker somewhere. It's like right, got my backpack of honesty on. I'm going to take it off, put it in the locker, put me twenty p in the locker. Except it's not really a twenty p because I'm that dishonest. Yeah. I haven't even got a real twenty p. You know, I've made this. I've made this. I've, uh, yeah, yeah, I've made this one out of. You know the the covers off chocolate coins that they put it that done that left it at the door and then they can just say whatever the hell they want and just think yeah that's fine that we'll get away with it. I don't want to make a crass joke about Boris fathering many children that he doesn't even know the number of. That's for Paul Merton to do on a Friday night. But <laughs> I don't understand what it's like for you because at the moment you're the stepdad's three kids. 
You've got one yeah. on the way. I don't yeah. know how anybody is raising kids at the moment in the UK because the, the, the one thing that you try and instill in, in a child is, I don't care if you've, if you've done something bad. Just yep. don't lie. Don't lie. Just tell yep. me the truth and we can get over it. However, yep. if you don't recognize that you've done something bad, if you then add a lie, it then snowballs into many, many more lies. Yes. You then sort of forget about what the bad thing is. You just realize that your trust is gone in a child who just lies. So you yes. try and instill into a kid, if you've done something yeah. bad, if you think you've done something wrong, and this is a child who might not know the difference between right and wrong at such a tender age because their brain is still a sponge. Tell me what the bad thing is and we can put it right together. Just don't yeah. lie. Just yes. don't make it worse for you, me and everybody else. And Quite. that has been forgotten by every single member of the cabinet, every single Tory MP, every single apologist, and to some extent, a lot of journalists. you Robert Peston yeah. at ITV. you Laura Kunzberg at the BBC. You know, people like Sky News, Channel 4, CNN even, New York Times here, which basically does a story every day about the lies that are being told to the British public. The British public have been gaslit. And thank fuck someone's done a really good example of the perfect definition of what gaslighting is. It's basically saying... It's this way when it's clearly not. People like Laura Kunzberg and Robert Peston go, well, this is, a, this is a Westminster bubble story. It is not. This is absolutely pure fundamentals yes. of being able to trust one another in any society, of, of being able to trust anybody in, in a friendship, in a family. And the fact that the politicians are every day saying, move on. It, it's, yeah. or it's just giving credence to yeah. lying. And Boris Johnson, this great political mind, this great historical mind, he? that he has told us he is, ah, <laughs> and we've ah, believed. Yeah. The fact that he's falling so badly is astonishing. And I, I don't want to do Godwin's law here, but even Hitler still f***ing believed in what he was saying until the very last second, until he moved to Brazil. And it's... If you believe in, in Boris Johnson and the bollocks that he's brought to British politics, then you should want him to go now because it has been what we've always imagined it to be, complete bluster. He's got yeah. nothing left. No. The more this goes on is detrimental to every single young friggin' mind in the UK because every young individual child in the UK now, all they know is to basically say, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. Did I do that? I don't. I, I don't think I did. I, di I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You did do but it. We, we've, we've got evidence. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Now I'm gonna fuck, uh, fuck and suck for the rest of my life and have lots of kids. We've heard so much over the last number of years that about disinformation is the, the new weapon of or misinformation is the new you know weapon of choice rather than you know, no, you know you can't destate you, you destable countries now it's not necessarily done with with bombs and and you know mortar shells and all the rest of it it's done in a much more subtle and much more insidious way it's done with mind bullets yeah but i'm thinking the problem is everybody goes oh you know got to be careful about what you read and what you hear but when the disinformation is coming at you from your elected representatives, and it's so patently obvious that it's disinformation, misinformation, it's wrong, it's lies, it's all of this. The, the damage that that does to the, the fabric of, of what you 
believe in the fabric of of your your democratic process, your de- your daily life in terms of you go into a shop and how much is that, mate? It's one pound seventy. Is it though? Is it though? No, I don't believe it is, mate. That that's that that's the the level that we'll get we're going to get down to where everybody is so distrustful. In fact, we're, we're kind of we're heading oh, we're there. there. We're, we're there. almost there already. Is that you're so distrustful of everything that nobody believes anything about anybody about anything ever again. Here in America, anti-vax, pro-Trump, pro-life, pro-police, probiotic, Wazix will will stand in front of you and tell you that the sky is not blue and the grass is not green because the Democrats are evil. We're, We're there. We are there. The, the misinformation has happened. We've, all, we've got misinformation and then we've also got too much information. You can't cut through the noise. And this is, this is why I'm worried about the drip feeding of this. It's like either give it to us or not, because at the moment it's just being played for ratings and it's being played for time. Because as we argue about what Boris knew, what Boris didn't know from a party from two years ago almost, the Tories have still got a majority in Parliament, still passing bills that have basically put anybody with a British passport and people of colour on, on notice. They are cracking down on political dissent from journalists and people. Protest is no longer existing. The same is happening in the US. You've got uh, voting rights being cut and gerrymandered lines of districts to make sure that the Democrats only exist in this little bit and the Republicans only exist in this little bit. You've still got this filibuster, which is this thing that can smite down good policy because two Democrats are basically Republicans. It's This has happened. The misinformation has happened. We've been gaslit so much, we're now f***ing on fire. But Jacob Rees-Mogg will go on TV and go, we're not on fire. We're not on fire. When when they put all this booze in the suitcase, was there any room for a fire extinguisher in there? Was there no. anything that was not is not flammable? Because nothing can be put out because they've they've used all their piss pissing into the grave that Boris grave. has dug himself. Yeah, and you know the, the whole Doris thing saying, "Oh, the BBC is over 2027." <laughs> that was a brilliant tactic. I, I, but everybody knows it's a tactic. But the BBC yeah. can't say it's a tactic because. BBC has been so worried about itself. It's been up the arse of the, first the coalition and then the Tory government to save its own skin, much like every Tory MP. And now the knives are out for them. They're going, oh, sugar, what do, what do we say? And thankfully, we've got people like ITV and Channel 4 News and Sky News saying, um, this isn't happening to the BBC. The fact that even Rishi Sunak came out and said about the BBC spending, no, it's protected. We know it's protected. We've got a royal charter that we're going to renegotiate, but it's protected. The fact that Boris had to come out and protect the BBC, not in the last PMQs, but the PMQs before that. Before that. It's like, I feel bad for political scientists because everything that they've learned, which is box, by the way, is, is like an economist is a, is, a, is a box science. Everything that they've learned is now no longer true. And there is no point in writing anything down because this period in, in our history on all sides of the Atlantic and all modern Western democracies. You can't guess a second thing because we know what they're doing to us. But then you have people saying, no, we're not doing that at all. I hate to say it, it's doublespeak. It's the perfect example of doublespeak, but that's lazy. 
That's so lazy. It's dumb to even talk about. It's boring now. It's boring. Are you not bored of listening to top content? <laughs> are, are you not bored? It's, you know... Like are, bi- are you not entertained? No. The, the big thing about bored, American bored. politics, and I completely understand why Republicans have been sold down the river, and the Tories as well in the UK. The whole point about being Republican or, or, or Conservative is small government, is as little interference in your daily lives as possible. The government is there to do a certain thing, but it shouldn't run your life. Yeah. But the Conservatives and the Republicans have done everything that they possibly can do to be involved in your life every single day and be in your conscience every single day. I just want to live with my friends, my family, my colleagues. I just want to move forward. But Boris... Are you writing a Leanne Rhyme song over there? Because it sounds remarkably like one, I have to say. How do I... Yeah. Um, fucking Conair. Yes. Um, no, it's 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 like Trump tweeting every single day, and I'm I'm not fucking bothered about you. But then the media has to tell us it's important. I'm not bothered about Boris. I just want him to fucking go. It's gone from being this is all just a, a big Westminster. Well, what if he starts tweeting? Bubble. I don't want that. No, I do, well I don't want him to. Instead, you get Larry the Cat from oh, Number great. Ten doing great. it. It's like I. It's important, but. Where's the onus of importance? And while all of this is happening, other serious things are happening, but there's not the space on the news for it to be covered. The, the onus of importance, I think, is being found by Nicolas Cage in National Treasure 4. I think he's, he's on the hunt for that, isn't he? The onus well, we've of not even had National Treasure 3 yet. Have we not? Well, no. I'm, I'm, I'm two sequels ahead, me. I, I can see it. I'm a super forecaster. They are good films. I really like National Treasure films. I've, I've spent just to sort of... Amuse myself during this. I, I've been thinking about obviously David Davis suggesting just for the love of God, just go. And they're saying that they're obviously this party had a DJ at it and all the rest of it. Now I have to say, as a DJ, I would have taken that gig without question because I'm thinking I didn't have any bloody money, so I, I could do it. Well, you know, beggars can't be choosers at that point. But I'm just thinking, what would have been on the playlist? Go now by the Moody Blues. Um, <laughs> wake me up before you go go. Einstein a go-go. Any, any, anything of, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I've never had this many people in my home by the Kaiser Chiefs. Um, oh, let's not give them the oxygen of publicity. English Country Garden, the floral dance, cigarettes and alcohol, obviously. I mean, you know, the list goes on. I think it would have been a very strong set that we would have, would have put together. And Michael Gove would be there throwing his shapes. Either that or it'll just be fucking tepid Coldplay and Ed Sheeran for three hours, <laughs> non-stop. <laughs> With an odd Katie Melua tune to uh, lift the mood. There are nine million bicycles in Beijing. <laughs> it's a fact. Yeah. No, no, no. Nine million. Yeah. You bring that fact. Well, the fastest growing economy in the G7, even though there are nine million bicycles in Beijing. Beijing. <laughs> Beijing. I would, I would, I would love to have. Uh, there are you, nine... you know what? Are you gonna do it that right? You want to put a banging donk on it? <laughs> there are there are nine million fragments of internet cable that no longer connects Tonga to the world. <laughs> no, um, nothing funny about that at all. That's no. a fact. And, and to be fair, do you, do you know what? They're quite lucky in that, in that, <laughs> in that sense. They're disconnected from all of this. Shit. Yeah, by having a massive. 
massive tsunami. The only problem with Tonga being disconnected for the world is I worry for the sake of the England rugby union team. Where are they going to get their players from now? <laughs> yeah. Again, it's that whole thing of every single generation of human existence has talked about the end times as a fear. In the 80s, we all watched Where the Whistle Blows with uh, Ricky Gervais teaching us about nuclear annihilation. Um, <laughs> and, you know, throughout the Cold War, they just thought everything was going to, the bomb was going to drop. And I think this is probably the first period of human history in that the end of civilization isn't feared. It's fucking embraced and welcomed because something needs to change. You know what? Climate change might be the best thing that could ever happen to this world. Yeah. But I would rather the seas rise and the icebergs boil than, than everything else that's going on at the moment. And this is on top of, I don't know if you're aware of this. Go on. But they found that the molten core of the planet Earth, the, the, the one planet that we've got, is actually cooling quicker and at a faster rate than had ever been imagined. Did you, have right. you heard about this? No, no, this no, is, but I, I completely understand this, it because imagine all the heat's rising to the surface with the anger about Boris Johnson. Well, this sounds like the awful plot to the disaster movie The Core with Aaron Eckhart and Hilary Swank. Um, but the, the actual core, the molten core... I don't think she's wank. I think she's very good, but that's just me. Leave Hilary Ben out of this. Um, they think that they think it's been cooling at a greater rate and it's been losing heat. So as the, the molten core of the Earth cools, it hardens and becomes a rock. Yeah, and then because it's it's spinning and so hot at the moment, it it, it creates our magnetic field yeah. around the Earth, and that magnetic field is the only thing that's keeping us alive from uh, solar radiation and many other things in the cosmos. So if that solidifies, then Earth becomes uninhabitable. We basically get twisted by radiation and we die. Yeah, let's hope that's happening quicker than we've all imagined. I think Magnetic Field is going to be the sponsor name of the uh, new Lancashire outground that's being built just near the M65. Hey, Magnetic Field! And well, good morning, people, and welcome to Magnetic Field. Sally Field, Gracie Field, WC Fields, Fields of Gold by Sting. That guaranteed there'd have been Sting on the playlist at the Downing Street party. Fresh Fields with Anton Rogers and Julie McKenzie. Yeah. And then that's, well, of course, French Fields, where they yeah. moved to France. Well, I was going to say, there would have been Sting on the playlist at... Uh, down street parties, but definitely nothing by the police. <laughs> ah. Thank you for listening to Top Content. Why? I don't know. Uh, you can listen to a plethora of episodes from the previous two complete seasons at podfollow.com slash topcontentpod. Also, you can find us on social media at Spouting Nonsense. Uh, and amusing things potentially at Top Content Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. As always, Top Content has been a Top Content Production. Dot com. <laughs>